Hello, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And we're very happy to have our guest from last week back with us this week. Uh, always happy to have her on the podcast. Guest, please introduce yourself. I'm Jennifer Garland. And as we mentioned uh, last week, Jennifer is a, um, a longtime Muppet fan and editor of the books Kermit Culture and The Wider Worlds of Jim Henson. I hope I got both of those titles right. You did. You did. <laughs> Great. Uh, so today we are here to talk about minutes 21 and 22 of The Muppets Take Manhattan, in which the Muppets split up to the musical accompaniment of saying goodbye. So we pick up with Kermit asking Miss Piggy if she is also leaving town, like all the other Muppets, all she can do is cry. Um, although I, I don't want to, you know, go back to my complaints from last week, but again, even if all the other Muppets are leaving town, couldn't Piggy at least stay? Like, couldn't she and Kermit get some, I don't know, couldn't, couldn't they find some cheap place to stay? She could get a job yeah, as but, a waitress. Y- yes, but then Gregory Hines doesn't get to do his great scene, so... I yeah, not. I mean, then Piggy doesn't get to spy on Kermit and Ginny the whole time. Which That's right. true. That's true. Because, yeah, exactly. Because we know because we've seen this movie before that it's not going to last very long. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, they're they're doing the talking at the same time thing again. And Animal says, we go bye-bye, which is just heartbreaking. Well, and it, but it also predicts his signature line on the original Muppet Babies. Yeah, it does. I was says, actually... He says, go bye-bye at the end of every episode. <laughs> every episode, they would have a little thing with him and, and uh, Gonzo, right? Yeah, at the end, like after the closing credits. Right. So yeah. I guess this is the first time Animal says go bye-bye in some form? Probably. At the end of the Muppet movie, he says go home? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he has said bye-bye should, before, but should... I think this is the first go bye-bye. We should uh, watch the Muppet movie and discuss that. Because <laughs> should we watch, one it? Of us should we watch it? it two minutes at a time? I think we should. I think we should. All right. Or we can just go back and listen to our episode. I'm sure we talked about it. I'm certain we did. Yeah. So the, all the Muppets tell Kermit that they're going to write to him and that they still believe in the show. So I guess. This... Which, it's so satisfying to me that they seed that they're all going to write to him. Like, yeah, they just, I kind of forgot about that. They didn't that. need to say that out loud, you know, like they could just have done it. But it's yeah. there's something about Fozzie, like setting up the Chekhov's gun of we're, we're all going to write to you. It's yes. another reason they need to leave New York, because otherwise they could just, you know, call or show up. They could just show up. Yeah. Yeah. But the postcards are. Yeah. We're all going to write to you and it will be a series of extremely entertaining vignettes. <laughs> uh, in the. March 7th, 1983 draft of the screenplay. Scooter, oh, before Scooter reveals that they've all had job offers, it's Janice who first tries to break the news to Kermit. She says, like, Kermit, like, you know, we're in Manhattan and all, and producers, you know, I mean, we feel really bad, but it's, you know, like, like the birds. There is a season, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> and then, and then Pete pops his head out of the kitchen. And says, that's what I just tell him. That's really good. So, it's a cute gag. I like that. I like Janice singing Turn, Turn, Turn also. like 
Yeah. I would I would love to hear that. They should have done that on the Muppet Show. Yeah, I, I suspect this is just that sort of like, let's get to the point. So they, they oh, had sure. to sacrifice that guy. But yeah, that would have been cute to see. Look, I just want to hear Richard Hunt sing the super hits of the 60s. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All, all the time. Modest like, expectations. <laughs> right? See, he, he should have come out with an album of his own. It would have been great. Yeah. Actually, what, can, can I do a brief tangent? Absolutely. When I had a radio show in college, I played Is It True from Fraggle Rock, mm. a song Richard Hunt sings as The Wizard, a visiting charlatan named The Wizard. And I introduced it as the late great Richard Hunt with Is It True? And did not mention Fraggle Rock or Muppets uh, like a, until the outro. Just because yeah. just because he's he's the greatest, you know? Like that is it's, it's like what, one of the greatest voices ever. You know? Yes, but that also feels like one hundred percent the kind of thing a college Muppet nerd would do to play the songs <laughs> yeah. and introduce it as the late Somebody great Richard Hunt. Let him have a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great song though. That's it. Kind of goes is, into like yeah. uh, maybe not quite a gospel sound, but maybe a little bit of a gospel sound. Yeah, it's gospelish. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so well, we're about to go into another song here. But do you have any other thoughts about this scene uh, in Pete's before we move on? Either of you? No, I mean it's the last time we'll see the whole group together until they all come back. So that's true. You know, you have this this fracturing of the group that happens after this, so we really don't see much. And 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 I think the the band kind of disappears. Like we see them later at the Oktoberfest thing, but they're right, but they're sidelined as they often are. Um, well, and that scene, I we'll talk about this when we get there. But that scene was like cut drastically. Yeah. Like there was a mm-hmm. ton more of that shot. Bunsen and Beaker were going to be in it, and a bunch, yeah. you know. So yeah, their their postcard even got like slashed to the bone. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're sort of like supporting characters or kind of the, the B team. I always feel like there's not enough electric mayhem in anything. Like I always want more electric mayhem. No, yeah, I'd, I'd always like to see more of them, but yeah, they're not they're not quite at the level of stardom or prominence as the you know, your Kermit Fozzy Piggy Gonzo. They get a lot of screen time in Muppets from Space. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, and and I would say that like in in public consciousness, Animal is definitely at that level. Yes, Animal is for sure. Right. If not if not yeah. the other members of the band, like Animal, I, Animal, and Dr. Teeth right? band. I want Doctor Teeth to just like show up and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see or, or are you aware of the episode of of the current Muppet Baby series where it, with with Doctor Teeth in it? I haven't seen the new series. Um, so there's an episode. To, but... Yeah. Well, this one would be of particular interest to you because it's all about how animals should be practicing the drums and all this. Oh, okay. And in a dream sequence, the lead singer of his favorite band, Dr. Teeth, a puppet Dr. Teeth on a screen. The, the actual Muppet. By Bill Beretta. Yeah. Like Bill Beretta as the Muppet Dr. Teeth is like, hey, animal buddy, you want to join our band? You know, and. Whatever. Oh, that's great! I'll have to find. Yeah, that, I, I, I've, I've seen um, Earth to Ned and uh, you know the the new Muppet Show uh, with Disney Plus and everything, but I haven't sure. seen the new Muppet. Yeah, and and Muppet Babies is on Disney Plus. I don't remember the title of the episode, but I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll yeah. add that to my list. Well, okay. So the next thing is 
Saying goodbye, which is the saddest number in movie musical history. (laughs) I actually wrote my notes say, sad, all caps. Yeah, like underline it, (laughs) italicize it, bold it. It just, it's still, every time I see it, this song just hits me. I, I think part of that is because I watched this when I was a little kid, and little kids are very in tune to strong emotions, I think. So I think some of that just comes back to me. Like if I, the, the other one that, that used to affect me that way when I was a kid was Dumbo when uh, he oh goes God. to visit his mom Baby and she's mine. locked up. Baby mine, oh. yes. I haven't yeah. seen Dumbo for many years, but I would probably get the same sort of. It, yeah, it'll still make you cry. Yeah, the same sort of chills from that that I still do from this. But man, what a sad <laughs> song this is. And Fozzie well, with his teddy bear. Oh. Right. Well, and and like obviously this isn't the last time that the Muppets ever worked together, of course. <laughs> but, but Jim Henson like died only... S- the band broke up. <laughs> right. But, but Jim Henson died only six years later, right? And they only did a few more projects with these characters before he died. Yes. Like, like about, about three big ones. Right? Yeah, it is hard not to think and, about that. And so, like, for example here, and I, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but, like, just talking about how sad it is, there's a long shot here of Rolf and Fozzie hugging goodbye. Yeah. Jim yeah. and yeah. Frank, right? Yeah. Who like were going to say goodbye to one another not too long after this, for real. Yeah. And well, they then didn't they, know. And, right, right. But I'm saying like for like watching it now, watching it for the past 30 years, I can't help but feel that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and then and then the other person in that same shot is Scooter. So Richard Hunt, too. You know, right? And you know that is the shot that always hits me the hardest, and that's maybe that's why, even subconsciously, maybe I've been absorbing that because yeah. yeah. But I mean, and and Jeff Moss did a great job because it's just the lyrics are just really tap into this thing of when you have to right. well, part ways with someone you care about. Well, and speaking of speaking of like you mentioned earlier that like only a Muppet nerd would say the late great Richard Hunt. Um, my best friend in high school and I pushed really hard for this song to be in our like graduation ceremony slideshow music, you know? Yeah. And my friend Mary rightly probably said, no, it's like, if sad. well, no, no. She said the opposite. She was like, if like sad music comes out and then the people hear Miss Piggy, like they're going to laugh. It's, oh. it's going to be a laugh moment for for the audience. Yeah, um, and I'm just like, you know what? You're probably right. Out yes. of context, like, but to me, this is just like the saddest thing ever. So for the average person, so would, yes, yeah. But like, if you're not watching the movie, you don't know the song. It's just like, oh, the joke is that Miss Piggy is singing it. You know, yeah, or even you would it's, just like be aware that it's a man singing falsetto, even if you didn't immediately. <laughs> right, right. But I think eventually you'd recognize Kermit, or you'd recognize yeah, yeah. Ozzy, or you know, I mean, most people. Most parents at a graduation ceremony in 2003 right. would recognize Kermit the Frog, you know? Oh, yeah. God, I feel so old. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, did you... So was that... That wasn't like your, your class song, though, right? No, just... no. Our our class song was Leaving Town by Dexter Freebish, so... Oh, okay. Um, I was just remembering, though, that that reminded me... Our, we, we voted on the class song and the one that won was that green day song uh good riddance no, time, good riddance parentheses, called, time of your life time of your life yeah good riddance yeah but 
I my nomination was the song Alcohol by Bare Naked Ladies, which was my way of uh like <laughs> quietly uh protesting the extreme um drunkenness of some of my fellow classmates. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna suggest alcohol as the class song. That'll show and up. Then, and then and everybody was like and yeah my double ARP card and- <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, but also I don't think anyone in your class was going to be like, oh, that bare naked lady's deep cut. You're really sticking it to me. Like, no, I know that one, you know, it's like, I mean, although they, I think most people have that, that CD. Yeah, I guess so. But they listen to the first two tracks and then and shut then, it off. Yeah. Like, you're probably, you know, right. unless you're a fan and that's a great album. I'm not, I'm not knocking stunt an album that like, I adore. Yes, but, exactly. Like for most people, they like heard the hits. You know how it is. That's but that's yeah, music. I, I was just so disgusted with my drunken classmates that I was like, "This is my, this is my protest vote." But of course, the, the Green Day song was the one that won. But uh, yeah, but that anyway. and, and that was like new when you. That was like a year old when you graduated. It, yeah, it was that's pretty like new. A new song. I, I think yeah, it was always going to win. So just like yeah. whatever year that Vitamin C song came out, she was that. That was everybody's class song that year. Graduation. Yeah, I think that it's song actually is called, called Graduation. Called Day. Graduation. Yeah. Yeah, Graduation. There we go. It's so. also not as good as song as saying goodbye. No, it's so. not. Um, and back to saying goodbye. Thank you, Anthony. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we see the Muppets. Uh, we we touched on this a little bit last week, but we see them all leaving town by various modes of transportation. Vehicle um, montage. Yes, Miss Piggy is leaving by train. Um, according to the Bowery Boys blog post on the Muppets Take Manhattan locations, this is Hoboken Terminal in New Jersey, and Piggy is riding on one of the Erie Lackawanna electric trains, which were in service from 1930 to the early 80s. So it's a good choice all around because it just has a kind of timeless look to it, which is it obviously does. what they were going for. Yeah, it's this real classic movie romance moment that calls back to a lot of older films. And I think most people who see it now will recognize it showing up in the same parody context in young Frankenstein. Well, Um, young Frankenstein and young Frankenstein, which is also parodying the trope. Right. But, but also around the same time airplane has a, has a scene where like they're doing it on parodying the trope, (laughs) parodying the trope again, but on an airplane, which like is the joke there. So yeah, it's like, I mean, that was definitely, but, it was those three. It was this and the two you mentioned, or those other two. But in the, you know, the the movies that really um, use that scene to great effect, although it's not a woman who's on the train at that point, she's noticeably absent from the train. We see it in Casablanca where Rick is waiting at the train station for Ilsa and she doesn't come and he gets on the train and that's their, that's their parting, you know, like she's not there. And so he gets on the train and leaves Paris uh, as the Nazis are coming in. So that's one of those great train, romantic, sad moments in movies that creates this trope. And then Brief Encounter uh, from 1945, which is a British film, uh, has all these sequences with the trains. But but that's that scene where you, you see the, the woman on the train and, and they're parting, you know, and it's very sad. And uh, the whole... The whole train thing shows up in a lot of movies. And of course you get movies like uh, Murder on the Orient Express and all that kind of stuff that really capitalizes on that uh, style and the the dramatic moments uh, that are possible in train stations and on trains. And 
so it, it becomes this really recognizable thing that young Frankenstein and airplane and Muppets take Manhattan are all making fun of uh, because it's become so ingrained, you know, it's this movie trope. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't probably have even been able to identify. I haven't seen brief encounter. I've, I've seen. Uh, oh, it's so sad. I'll it's put that so on my list. <laughs> I have, I've have seen Casablanca. I wouldn't have been able to identify that as being part of this trope, but I probably, you know, just absorbed it somewhere along so the Rick, way. Rick is in the train station and he's waiting for Ilsa and the Nazis are closing in, right? He's got to get out of Paris. Yeah. And Sam is there with him and, and, and he gets a note and he gets a note from Ilsa and she says she's not coming. And the, the scene is, he cries, it's raining, and his tears fall on the note and obscure the ink. Okay. The last minute he gets on the train and he gets out of Paris. Yeah, that's familiar. And, yeah. yeah. Um, in one of those parodies, is there one where the woman is chasing the train and she keeps running into lampposts? Or is that something else I'm thinking that, of? I mean, that that happens in Airplane. with that the she airplane. Keeps run, yeah, she's running into know, like the like, air traffic barriers. Yeah. Okay. I'm picturing picturing it at a train station, but maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but but they they do it like a train station, like it has oh, the okay. fog and yeah. everything. The okay. joke is that it's it's, a, it's yeah. an airplane, but it's okay. like a train station. Then so you yeah, get the then romance then. of classic films with the the train scenes. Yeah, yeah then that's what that is. Um, so yeah. Piggy drops her handkerchief out the window as the train is is uh, going moving away from Kermit, and then Kermit picks it up a second later, and not until I was watching this. Uh, two minutes at a time and really thinking about it, did it occur to me that there have to be two handkerchiefs in this shot? Because Kermit, you know, the the puppet with non, non-articulated hands cannot pick, you know, cannot catch a handkerchief in the air or even pick it up and pick grasp it, up, it in his yeah. hands. So, um, yeah, there must have been one handkerchief that Piggy dropped out the window and then one handkerchief that's already in Kermit's hand out of frame and then right. he he pulls it up for us to see it. So. Yeah, because it was all one shot. You're right. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, so I huh. like thinking about stuff like that. Um, we talked about the shot of uh, Fozzie, Ralph, and Scooter. Um, right. And then we get Con- Gonzo and Camilla on the truck. Well, I'll, although, one more thing about Scooter, which, like, it's very telling to me that you didn't mention it. Scooter rides his bike away. He does. He rides with, his bicycle. Well, that's the next one after Fozzie and Ralph. Yeah. Hugging. Oh, it is. It's, oh, yeah. yeah so, oh, I also was gonna just another puppetry thing. Like, um, Ralph and Fozzie are patting each other on the back. That's a very expressive puppetry uh, performance. And then Ralph even wipes his nose at one point. He he kind of just yeah. sticks his yeah. finger under his nose, like like his nose is running. So very very expressive puppetry. Um, yes. Then we do see Scooter. Riding his bike uh, down the road with the New York skyline in the background. Well, and it, it, it says a lot about how, um, like, confident they are at this point. That in the Muppet movie, it's like a signature stunt. Yes, it's like a bike. wow. How'd they in do the, that? Right. In the Great Muppet Caper, it's a more elaborate stunt. And it's like, and in this what? One, it's how did like, they do that? Right. And in this one, it's just like, eh, Scooter's riding a bike. Let's give it to Scooter. Yeah. Who, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I saw that scene and I thought it's going to take him a really long time to get out of New York on a bike. Does he? Yeah, does he ride his bike all the way to Cleveland? Oh, wow! <laughs> will, will he even make it to New Jersey at this rate? Well, the so the Bowery Boys blog tells us that this shot is filmed in New Jersey, but I don't know, you know, how far out you'd have to be to get that exact shot of the the Manhattan skyline. 
It just but, takes a long time to ride a bicycle out of New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Like, three, days later, three days later, and he's still, you know, trying to get out of the greater city area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the Jim Henson Company's Jim's uh, Red Book blog tells us that Scooter was performed, the, the, the bike riding scooter was worked by Brian Henson in the shot. Oh. There is actually Old a picture. guy, huh? What? That old Bry guy, huh? <laughs> yes, Bry guy, the 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 Muppets on bicycles uh, expert, because he was heavily involved in the Great Muppet Caper scene. Um, there's a picture of him up on a platform, so I guess this is pretty much done the same way as the previous ones, just kind of a an elaborate marionette. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, but and yet no, I've never heard anyone once ask the question: How did they get Scooter to ride a bike in the Muppets Take Manhattan? So that is a very interesting. <laughs> Right, like it's just it's like a non-issue at this point. Yeah. It's like what what thrilled Puppets us? Ride bicycles. That's what they do. Yeah, exactly. Gonzo and Camilla are leaving on a truck, which is I guess these are large bags of animal feed, maybe. Yeah, but those do we? Those large bags of animal feed have Dave Goals at least in them, right? Like right, well, yeah. right. So that's what I was going to say. Is presumably Dave Goals and Jerry Nelson are buried I, under I, these piles of I, bag bags somewhere. I kind of think it's just See, Dave, I, and here's why. I thought about the fact that Gonzo and Camilla are leaving on a truck, and in the Muppet movie, the first time we saw them, they were on a truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Huh. So, of course, they're on a truck because that's how they entered this, you know, movie world. This, this trilogy. Yeah. 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 So now they're exiting. I love that. The truck. But uh, I, I think it's just Dave, and here's why because Gonzo has his arm around Camilla. So Dave isn't operating Gonzo's arms at all. Mm-hmm. And neither of the characters are moving that much. Like, I don't see long, why Dave could, could... Yeah, they're kind of far back. Yeah, I don't see why... Like, Camilla is uh, basic, essentially functioning as Gonzo's arm here, right? Like, I don't see why it couldn't be Dave, one one guy under there rather than two. Doing both of them? So... Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, I'm trying to just picture... I know the listeners can't see me, but like... Gonzo over here, but then, but then Dave would have to be working Gonzo with his left hand and Camilla with his right, which I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. And and it, I, I keep saying Dave. It could also just be who whoever. It could be yeah. David Rudman, right? Like yeah, you know, yeah, right. Um, and it's Gonzo is lines from the song at that point. Yes, exactly. Right. Gonzo is singing the, the lines from the song and. Camilla is moving fluidly enough that I don't think it's a remote control puppet. It does look like there's someone's hand in there. So okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the kind of thing we like to talk about here. <laughs> so uh, just before this clip ends, we see Ralph on a bus and that's pretty much it. Anything, any thoughts on Ralph of riding a bus? I how did he it get makes... the money for the bus? For the bus? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I do yeah, know because they're out of money for the lockers. Right. And, and he so takes a train. I keep wondering, how did they pay for these tickets? Like, I understand why the electric mayhem is hitchhiking and Gonzo's hitchhiking. He's got to ride on a truck and scooters on a bicycle. But then the other ones are on these, you know, paid conveyances. And You're I right. keep thinking, well, I thought they were broke. They just, uh, they just mugged a hapless well, passerby. Which, 
Which just Maybe. just to give another classic movie train connection. So in the major and the minor, um, Ginger Rogers pretends to be twelve in order to get the junior train fare to get out of New York after she's flailed out and has to go back to her small town. Huh. And then she meets a guy she likes, but he thinks she's twelve. Well, Ralph is only <laughs> twenty-two, so he could probably pass yeah. for twelve. So, so getting the money to ride on the train or the bus or whatever is is a significant question. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, maybe they stole coins from the fountains around uh, the various parks in the city. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Pete loaned them the money. He, he doesn't yeah. seem making a profit. Yeah. Maybe they, they swiped some of the tips off the tables at Pete's. <laughs> Who tips at Pete's? I mean, really. Yeah, good I question. Mean, it's kind of so, like, like the restaurant version of the Happiness Hotel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is. It has at least one of the same staff, too, right? Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. It has one of the same staff. The crossover staff, and the penguins come looking for a job. Huh. <laughs> that's such a great joke. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that no, before too long, actually. Uh, all right, yeah, that is everything I have. Any final thoughts about these two minutes? Uh, Jennifer, starting with you. I, You know, it's really the, the low point, the nadir of the film emotionally because things look bad and we feel like the band is breaking up, the group is breaking up, and their dreams have not worked out and they're just going to have to persevere. So I like the... I like the beats because, you know, we got to have a bottom to build back up from. It's true. Yeah, I'm glad there's a lot more movie left to go. Yeah, this is not how it ends. No. <laughs> Anthony, anything? No. Um, I didn't. No, no, I don't. All right. So with that, we will wrap things up for this week. Uh, everyone, please make sure you check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. You can also uh, email us at moveinrightalong at toughpigs.com to share your thoughts on this episode or this scene or future scenes that are coming up. We are also grateful to Morgan Davey for our logo and Stacy Rosen for our theme music. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. And Jennifer, remind us where people can find you and your work on the internet. I am on Twitter and Instagram as Jennifer Garland, and my classic movie blog is called Virtual Virago, and you can find me on Classic Movie Hub, where I'm a monthly columnist. Uh, my column is called Silver Screen Standards. Great. Everyone should check that out. Uh, and also, if you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever. And please tell your friends about the show, and join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Bye. We go bye-bye. <laughs> bye for now.